from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome to River Cafe Table 4, a production of iHeartRadio and Atomize Studios. In front of the camera and behind it, Danny Houston has spent his life in movies. Danny, son of John Houston, grew up watching rushes, traveling to film locations, and meeting all the great actors. Later directing, producing, and acting in films and television series. Mr. North, Fade to Black, The Constant Gardener, Succession, and much more. I knew Danny loved food, but nothing could have impressed me more than one of all the River Cafe recipes he chose, well, basically, toast. Toast, or rather, as the Italians call it, bruschetta, was what made me want to cook Italian food when I first tasted it in Florence in 1971. Danny and I have much to discuss today as we sit here in the River Cafe. Food, music, family, cooking, traveling. Then we'll go inside across the green and have a piece of bruschetta. (laughs) I will uh, read the recipe of of a bruschetta. For four people, it would be four thick slices of bread from sourdough loaf, one garlic clove, very good olive oil, estate bottled extra virgin olive oil. You heat uh, the griddle pan or, or you char grill it until it's very hot and uh, you toast the slices and until they're dark but not burnt on both sides. Uh, you remove the slices from the grill and you rub them lightly with a garlic clove. Uh, You season with salt, black pepper, and you drizzle it very generously with uh, olive oil. And uh, that is it. Thank you. Mm. So, as I was saying, why did you choose a piece of bruschetta with olive oil? It is one of my early memories. Uh, Being in Rome uh, as a child, I remember going to a, a restaurant called the Cucurucu by the Tiber, there was always a lot of attention. Talents love love children. Uh, it would be uh, the phone books would be brought out so I could sit higher in the chair, and um, the bruschetta would come out, usually rather vigorously uh, uh, scratched, really, with 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 the garlic clove, and out it would come. It's one of my early memories, as I said diving into these wonderful casariccio pieces of bread, and um, it would just uh, stimulate um, my appetite, as it does today. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. you, were, you were actually born in Rome? I was born in Rome. My father was making a film called The Bible. Ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, a long, it was a, long, a long pre-production and post-production. A rather yeah. well-known book. Yeah, yes. rather well-known book, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What um, year was that? 1962. Right. Um, my love of food really started right there. Did you eat out a lot? Was uh, a lot yes. of your food in restaurants? Yes, we ate out a lot. Beautiful restaurants. And a connection towards children. As I, as I said mm. earlier, the, the uh, 
phone books on the chair and the mm. attention. I mean, the star uh, um, at the table is is the, is the kid, uh, um, and they you know they squeeze your your, your yeah. cheeks, which can get yeah. a little annoying after yeah. a while. Yeah. But the attention is on you. What do you what yeah. do you you know what does yeah. the kid like? And great joy uh, uh, um, derived by everybody if if the, the child, child is happy. happy. Yeah, I had um, I had some friends who came from New York and they rented a house in Tuscany, and they uh, had a two-year-old child, one-year-old child, put her in the bed and woke up in the morning and she was gone. I mean, they were, she was gone. And they completely, understandably panicked and, you know, went to those days didn't have mobiles and went to the neighbor's house to call the police and they walked into the neighbor's house and there, sitting in a high chair, was their daughter, you know, eating <laughs> breakfast because they had seen them arrive the night before. They thought the baby might be hungry, the parents would be sleeping. And so they just came in and took the baby and took care of her, you know. And that was, you know, and the, you know, and it's just such a d- different, uh, yeah. you know, idea of, what, yeah, of, of, of the child as the center of the, yeah. uh, of the story. Yeah. You know? yeah, and there's an expression in Italian, buono come il pane, which is meaning as, as good as bread. As good as bread. Yeah. yeah. So you grew up as good as bread. Tell me about your father and food, because yes. I grew up with John Houston. I know the young chef in my restaurant who's cooking today, also called Danny. When I told him you were coming, you know, loves your work. He knows every movie you've been in, and he knows about your grandfather and your father and you, and so this family. Can you tell us about this family first? Certainly, certainly. Um, my grandfather, Walter Houston, marvelous actor. Mm. My father, John Houston, master director and actor. My sister, Angelica, once again, a tremendous actress and the best friend and sister that one could possibly have. And she's my, my angel. And um, we, I can say with great confidence uh, um, that we all love food and, and wine. My father uh, designed the, the label for a, a Mouton Rothschild, which uh, was a, a, a superb year. Um, he shared that with uh, other artists, such as, uh, as Matisse and Warhol. And, yeah. and uh, I remember in, in Spain, let me see. Danny, uh, taste this. It's, it's, it's called a gazpacho. <laughs> Did you know your grandfather? I never met my grandfather. I, I only met him through the films that my yeah. father would show me. There was always a big sort of palava made out of bringing the projector out, and sometimes mm-hmm. the film would rip, be spliced back together, and, and um, there'd be this sort of beam of light that would cut through the cigar smoke. Mm. And um, there was my grandfather in mm. Treasure of the Sierra Terror. Madre. And the, I remember with the gold, shaking with the, gold. the shaking the. That's right. Sort of that. It's That's a really right. strong memory. Yeah, for me, yeah. And, yeah. And I mean, I thought he was those characters. Yeah. I thought he was the gold yeah. prospector. And yeah. uh, um, and then films like Dodsworth. Um, and and my father did. Uh, what was he like, your father? Uh, we at the uh, at beginning of an evening. He'd he'd. Uh, He'd make the salad dressing. Mm-hmm. Do you know he, what he uh, did? Yes, he absolutely. Yes, he, a mustard, oil, vinegar, um, and a little dash of um, of sugar. A sugar. Yeah, oh, which is um, which is um, something that I've tried to reproduce, and I can't quite get it right. Yeah. Not like he, not like he did. There was some magical uh, 
thing that he did that I can't reproduce. Would he cook other food, or was that his kind of um, main? That was that was his uh, his gesture before mm. a meal. What about drinks? Did he have a cocktails? Well, uh, 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 martini uh, was a dry, a lemon twist. But depending um, where we were, uh, what country we were, we were, the cocktails would would differ. And, for instance, uh, for instance, I remember in in Mexico when he was making a film called. Under the Volcano, mm. Malcolm Lowry uh, with Albert Finney. We would watch uh, the dailies, the rushes, the, the, whatever he'd shot that the, the previous day. We'd watch it in the evening. And uh, I used to make him cocktails. You made the cocktails? Yes. And, and what I, age were you then, Danny? Uh, <laughs> very young. And he would, um, uh, I remember him in, in Mexico, he was having Cuba Libres. And um, I'd make him a rum and coke. And... Um, uh, hand it to him, and um, he'd say, "No, no, no! The the the, the cokes are only color the rum." Ah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Then you have to make a drink for your father. And so, who cooked in your house? My mother cooked. Um, she was born in uh, India. She was born in India, in Lucknow. Yeah. Uh, just under the Himalayas. Then, during the partition, they moved to uh, London. Um, Did she bring that culture with her or her parents? Uh, did your grandparents cook Indian food? Well, yes. Did they come as well? Yes, they did. Well, my, my, uh, my grandmother, it was always um, a spicy dal, uh, basmati rice, um, sag paneer. Um, but I also remember um, digestive biscuits. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, television, you know, Dad's Army, and the, the, yeah. those, those kind of programs. So you grew up with different cultures, Indian, your father being American and Italian. Yes. And was that all mixed, you think, in your palate of, of the early years? Mm, yeah, yeah. I spent a lot of time in Galway, in Ireland, growing up. And uh, we'd drive to um, Connemara Bay and have oysters. Mm. I would have a little glass of Guinness. What age would this be? Uh, very young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, what, what age? Oh, uh, pre-teens. Yeah. Uh, but Connemara Bay, um, you could really taste, taste the sea in those, in, in those oysters, the, the mutinous Shannon waves and that wonderful breeze. And I, I learned to swim in, in, in Connemara. The, cold? The very freezing. Very, very much, cold. much, much to everybody's horror, but, yeah. but Betty O'Kelly would uh, hold, hold my, my body up yeah. with her hand. And um, that's, that's how I learned how to swim. Many memories uh, with my father in, in St. Clarence and Galway. Uh, uh, interesting guests, you know, Buckminster Fuller, Robert Mitchum. Lauren Bacall. I, I remember falling in love with, 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 with Ava Gardner um, <laughs> at a restaurant in Montpellier Square. Oh, really? Uh, oh, yeah, she did. You know, she lived in Knightsbridge, yes, didn't she? Yes, just right there, yes. That. And yeah. I was at lunch with my mother and, and, and Ava. Mm. And, and after the lunch, I said to my mother, uh, again, barely a teenager, I said, uh, Mom, I'm, I'm in love. <laughs> and she, she just clipped me the back of the head, and she said, of course you are. It's Ava Gardner, for Christ's uh-huh. sake. <laughs> What's not to love? Yeah, yeah. and she was, yeah. she was dressed so casually. She was wearing doctor shoals uh. and just a sort of, you know, she, she was um, hardly, any, hardly any makeup. Um, but the combination of her and the, and the yeah. food uh, made me a little dizzy.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Help helps is a maxim I believe in. We all carry around stress and hardship, and when we keep it inside, it starts to chip away. Therapy is a safe place, and therapy is for everyone. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ruthie today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ruthie. BetterHelp.com slash Ruthie. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I was sent to boarding school in England. What age was I? Uh, must have been about 11, 12 years old. I mean, the, the, the boarding school I had was quite tame. It was in Somerset uh, compared to other people's experiences. Yeah. Mine was very, very tame. And, and, uh, was it called Somerset? Uh, Somerset. Somerset? Uh, Millfield. Oh, Millfield. Millfield, yeah. It was okay. It was, it was a way for me to sort of claim my independence. But yes, a stark difference. Mm. Um, what was the food like? Do you remember? Um, ghastly. Ghastly. Yeah. Mm. I remember I was sitting next to a girl who was from India, and her food looked much better than mine. Mm. And I asked why, and they said, because she's a vegetarian. vegetarian yeah. So, okay, well, I'll be a veg- at, at school, I'll be a vegetarian. Um, so I still don't eat a lot of meat. Um, my weak uh, spot is prosciutto, or, mm. you know, prosciutto melone, mm. figs. Mm. Um, um, that is a comfort yeah. uh, place yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, but I'm not a big, uh, big meat eater. Mm. Um, but the moment I... I finished school and started cooking. My forte was uh, cooking for two. As a a method of seduction. We've talked a lot about seducing a woman with food. As a method of seduction, (laughs) yes. I must admit. It worked. (laughs) I must admit. Sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. But yes, as a a method of, of, of seduction. And... It is very sexy having a man cook for you, I have to say. I do think there is something, as a woman, there's just... There's that scene in Michael Caine when I talked to Michael in, in an interview, and we looked. We talked about the Ipcress file, and there's a scene where he is a spy and, and an agent, and he's a great kind of figure. But there's this very moving scene where he actually cooks for the woman, and she and he does seem more interested in chopping the carrot than even, you know, the first kiss. It's very beautiful. Well, it's a, it's a very sensual thing, isn't it? Mm. Um, Babette's Feast. Yeah. Uh, um, many films uh, use that as a visual uh, a language because, of course, you can't taste the food through the screen, but you can only mm. imagine what it tastes like. So what would you cook when you were well, a young man? What I, what, I, uh, um, what I think is fun is 
it's sort of necessity is a mother of invention. So you um, you go back home. Uh, uh, it's not been premeditated necessarily, yeah. and you open the fridge and see what's there, yeah. and you whip it up. And and there's something about the improvisation, mm-hmm. also searching uh, for a pleasant uh, accident. Mm-hmm. I sort of translate that to uh, my work as well, to acting. Uh, you're, you're looking for the, uh, for the unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you whip something up, and you've mm-hmm. Got, mm-hmm. maybe you've got some carrots, and you've yeah. chopped them up finely, and you throw them in with the, with, with, with the garlic, and, uh, and you've discovered another, another yeah. type of uh, And in acting? Sauce. What's the metaphor? Then? Uh, maybe it's, it's, it's something that wasn't, that wasn't written and, and, um, and, and certainly not pre- premeditated that you discover that gives it a, a feeling of reality and truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and the uh, person that you're working with um, also discovers something else because mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it becomes a, a, a waltz, a, mm-hmm. a dance. Do you like to eat when you're filming? Yes and no. I mean, it... Food for me is is the past and the present, and and that anticipation, right before you eat, mm. of, of of something of something unexpected, and it in a way takes me away from from my work. To combine it with work for me is for me is difficult. I remember having lunch with uh, with my father and and, and Orson Welles in uh, in, in L.A. and Orson eating a lot. Mm-hmm. And I could see my father looking quite uh, concerned and maybe even a little phobic about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, that, what, that um, it was going on too long, or that he was it was unhealthy, or or was kind of just slightly the, out of control. Just it was it was unlike not unlike today. It was a hot day, and mm. was, he was eating too much, and mm. it just I could see I could mm. see it making my father a little a little queasy. Uh, mm. um, he didn't particularly like sharing dishes. Yeah, uh, he didn't like it when his agent Paul Coner used to plunge his. Fork and mm. in, in, into his uh, pudding mm. or whatever, whatever, whatever he was eating. He liked to keep it separate. Yeah. But I think uh, of him as being a big man. Was he a big man? Tall, big, heart, personality, mm. generous, mm. Um, and loved uh, a, a fine, a fine meal and a good restaurant. Uh, um, I remember, I remember going to um, Alfredo's oh, yeah, uh, in, no. with with him in Rome, and his mm. delight when the uh, golden fork and spoon came out. No, he he absolutely loved loved food and loved dining and loved spending time with with, with people and celebrating. Uh, but at times, at times, he liked his own space. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. (laughs) 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Did you spend time growing up in L.A.? Uh, not growing up, but I spent time in, I was in L.A. in my 20s. I like the California palate. It's 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 uh, again it's freshness. It's mm. those great salads and mm. and uh, uh, talking about accidents, how the Caesar salad came about, uh, some stale bread and anchovies and yeah. <laughs> a couple of leaves yeah. and Parmesan. Yeah. Really, it's it's wonderful when th- something uh, occurs like yeah. that. And um, I mean, I don't know how you came across how you came across this location and how it developed, but um, maybe possibly there were a series of unexpected surprises yes. that came your way. Yeah. yeah, when we opened here, it was a Duckham's oil refinery. My husband and his partners, architectural partners, decided because we we were living in Paris for four years, uh-huh. and he did the Pompidou Center, and we came back and didn't want to be in the center of London in an office building, so found this site and tried to create a community. And so mm. the community was built on the idea there would always be some place to eat. Mm. And um, we were reviewing different ideas for restaurants that wanted to come here, just cafes, really, because there's a tiny space. And I said, you know what, maybe I'll do it. And that's what happened, you know. Huh. And then I did it with my friend Rose Gray. And then the rest is just, like you say, any idea that it is then or an accident an accident of birth an accident of place an accident of uh, creative activity sometimes takes you somewhere else mm. have you ever worked in a restaurant no i haven't mm. i would love to oh. um, i would love to I, I, I actually have a sort of a, a, a fantasy a, which i'm sure will probably never be fulfilled but i would love to um own a restaurant yeah. by the beach and yeah. catch of the day and yeah. I know Ruthie there's got to be a lot of stress uh, especially to to maintain uh, a certain standard yeah. you can't let it go the same way as as a film director yeah. you know you, you've, you've got to be probably a little obsessive and mm-hmm. and, and uh, in charge and, and, and mm. seeing every, seeing every detail mm. otherwise things could fall apart mm. uh, but my fantasy is sort of some sort of hammock where, what country would that be? It would be. Sounds it would be. It would be. Well, Southern. you know, the Mediterranean certainly, or Mexico. Mexico. Mm. I I lived in Mexico for ah. four months last two years ago. I lived in Mexico City, and uh, my husband had an accident, so we stayed there for four months, and I loved it. I yeah. just it's a place that I want to return to again yeah. and again. Where were you in Mexico? Oh, Puerto Vallarta, mainly. Oh, yeah. uh, was that uh, with your family? Or that's with, yeah, my father had a house that you could only get to by boat. This is when he gave up uh-huh. Ireland. Oh, uh, really? um, he became very minimal. Uh-huh. He leased uh, some land outside of Puerto Vallarta that you could only get to on a, on a boat, on a panga. And there he had a chef called Archie, yeah. Um, and, um, Doesn't sound very Mexican. Was he Mexican? No, no, no. no. Archie, Archie was Filipino. Okay. And he now has a restaurant in Puerto Vallarta, which is which is which is oh. delicious, actually. Yeah. Um, sadly, he's not with us anymore. But his wife, his wife, wife runs it. Archie's restaurant in Puerto Vallarta. What was? I mean, in a way, it's my definition of complete luxury. Um, eating 
fine food and drinking delicious wine in mm. the tropics, mm. you know. Mm. And the uh, again, the freshness, the papayas, uh, the mangoes, yeah. the avocados, um, and um, and the fish. Yeah, so that's where you could open your your restaurant. What's clear in in your stories and and our lives is that you know food is memory, food is sharing, food is comfort. Yeah. What would that food be that is a comfort food? Well, I have one of my uh, one of my weaknesses is is waking up in the middle of the night and um, tiptoeing uh, to the kitchen, just cutting a piece of bread and dunking it into a, a little saucer of, of olive oil mm. um, and adding adding some salt and and um, and s- secretly literally eyes closed enjoying the combination of tastes I suppose that sort of brings us back to um, to our bruschetta um, where it's it's uh, it's it, it is so much about those first things that you ate when you when you were a child, um, and, a, and, a, and a certain kind of regression, uh, mm. a, a momentary regression, which which makes you feel cozy and at home and safe. Yeah, safe and comfort. Yeah. Thank you, Danny. Well, Let's welcome. go have some bruschetta. Let's go and have and some more. bruschetta. Thank you so much. <laughs> Grazie. Grazie. To visit the online shop of the River Cafe. Go to shoptherivercafe.co.uk. River Cafe Table 4 is a production of iHeartRadio and Atomize Studios. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 